Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today, I have a guest on the show with me. Alex Stone is here again. We're going to talk about youth and politics and the spiritual battle that we are facing as a nation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So I'm glad that you've joined me. We've got a lot to talk about. Remembering right now, and I've, I've been, uh, you know, kind of keeping you guys up to date on what's going on with me. The primaries here in Washington State are right around the corner, and we are entering into three days of prayer and fasting. I'll be giving you more information about that if you want to join with me, because the Bible teaches us that the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. And we know that from Ephesians. We know that from uh, Genesis when we recognize how God created the world. Then everything that's around us right now is carrying with it spiritual implications. My guest today is Alex Stone. Alex has been on the show many times with me. I met him in uh, Missouri. You guys know that I love the ministry of Pastor Phil Hopper and Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. Some of my favorite people in the whole world reside in Lee's Summit. And uh, I'm excited to have Alex here as a passion for youth. He has his own podcast. Alex, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you so much, Heidi, for having me on. I'm super excited to be on this show. It's just been really exciting to see what God has done in and through your ministry and what you've been doing on your podcast and your run for um, Congress. It's been really cool to see what God has done through that. First of all, I just want to talk about, you know, the state of our youth um, and what's going on with that? Because I'm an 18 year old kid. I've gone to a Christian school for a whole, my whole life, but I've also seen what's going on in the in the youth of today because I've been around them. I've been friends with them. But before I do that, I just want to say this: that the United States of America is under attack, and it's not under attack by liberals or Democrats like many of us think that it might be. It's under attack by a communist socialist party. They're a fusion of communists and socialists. And it's not like a set thing. It's not set in stone. It's not like a legit party that you'll go and, you know, write off um, in, in the at the ballot box um, someone mm-hmm. who is part of the commune socialist party. It's, it's not there. It's not on the ballots. But it is a real thing because they desire what communism has in store. That's what they're pushing for. They're for the destruction of the United States of America. That's what communism wants. You know, I read a lot, Heidi, and and, you know, one of the books that I've been reading, it's called Socialism Under the Microscope, and it's by my friend, Dr. Ho- Rodney Howard Brown. And you may know him from the Reawaken America tour. I'm not sure uh, if you do or not. But in his book, he points out many things that socialism you know, has in store and what communism has in store. And really what we see is, is tactics that these people are using to try and push their socialist agenda, their liberal agenda, their communist agenda. And so I'm trying to find the page real quick. I closed it for a second and I'm just trying to figure it out. But there are 10 things that these people want. And, and there's there's more than 10. Um, there, okay, so there's 11. So these new tactics that they're using, um, and there's 11 that, of them that Dr. Rodney Howard Brown lists, but the first one is the creation of racial offenses. And so we can see that plain mm. and evidently in the past, you know, two, three years with Black Lives Matter, um, George, George Floyd, Floyd riots, people, you know, creating racial offenses that weren't racist in the first place. Yeah. Reparations, they, the 1619 exactly. Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's it's indoctrination and it's indoctrinating our youth. I was at at Washington, D.C. for my senior trip last year. Uh, well, this year. and 
and we went to the Black History Month, the Black History Museum, and it was blatantly racist towards white people. Like you could tell that they didn't like white people. I got a few looks because I was white. I, I can just tell. Mm. Um, they were like, "Why are you at my place?" You know, they had in their in their store the 1619 Project. They had things about critical race theory, and it's all a bunch of mumbo jumbo garbage. That is that the underbelly of it is is Marxism and is communism. The next thing is continual change to create confusion. Look at how much the United States of America has changed in the past 20, 40, 30 years. You know, it's, it's, it keeps going and going. 10 years ago, we weren't having people with tails on their, on their rear ends thinking that they're cats. It's a continual change, a continual shift. And, and the, the devil is behind it, by the way. The next thing, the teaching of sexual deviance to children you know, in Florida, mm. they just signed a bill. They, Governor DeSantis, he passed a bill, the Parental Rights and Education Bill. That's what it's called. But they're saying it's mm-hmm. called the Don't Say Gay Bill. That's not a thing. Right, it's not, right. It doesn't right. say don't say gay anywhere in the bill at all. If people would actually read it, they would find that out. But they don't read because they don't want to know the truth. Number four, the undermining of institutional authority. The police is an institutional authority that we have so they can enforce the law. But people undermine the authority that has been given to them because they desire what they desire. They want what they want because they are sinful human beings and they do not repent and turn towards God. Number five, the promotion of mass immigration to destroy national identity. Look at what is happening on the Southern border right now. They have people coming across the border in masses and it's creating confusion with our national identity. They don't want, they they want these people here so they can be voted in so that more Democrats, so that more commie socialists can be voted in. You know, that's one of the reasons why I support Carrie Lake for being the next governor of Arizona, because she she's told me this personally and she's told me that told people this on on air. And so it's on record that once she takes her hand off of the Bible after she's inaugurated, she's going to declare an invasion on the state of 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 Arizona and she's going to finish President Trump's border wall on the Arizona side. Well, because that's exactly what it is. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. this is not to say I had a conversation with someone on the show the other day because I was talking about what's happening at the southern border and I called it an invasion. And he said, well, then you're anti-immigration. No, this is not. I am actually pro-immigration. We've got, you know, people in our family who have immigrated here. Some of my dearest friends in the whole world uh, came here from Sweden. We have a wonderful and rich history in this country of allowing and actually uh, uh, bringing immigrants to the United States of America. That's that's what makes us a melting pot. What's happening on the southern border is not immigration. It's people breaking the law. And there's a big mm-hmm. difference between immigration and invasion. And when people come into your country and they're not willing to honor the law, the very, very first law is you've got to show us your passport. We want to see who you are. If you go to France or any other country in Europe right now, guarantee you the very first thing they're going to do is ask for your passport. They're going to want to know how long you're going to be there. Where did you come from? What are you doing in the country? Because they care about their country. And so again, it it goes back to exactly what you're saying, which is this Marxist confusion that we see uh, being infused into the culture right now. And it, it really is creating chaos. And on the Southern border is just one more example. Well, that's exactly right, Heidi. Um, it, there, there is a big difference between immigration and, and breaking the law. And what we're seeing is breaking the law. Exactly. Um, and, and we need to, to fight against that. You know, we need President Trump's border wall like he was building when he was the president. Well, Joe Biden, you know, I think day one stopped the building of the border wall and see where we are today. Right. The, the next thing is the promotion of excessive drinking. We see 
alcohol commercials anywhere and everywhere. We see it on on signs, on billboards about alcohol. You know, they want excessive drinking to happen. Number seven, the emptying of churches by the promotion of secular humanism. And this th- this one is one of the things that I want to talk about mainly when we get to talking about the youth, because when we are adding secular humanism into the churches, it's indoctrinating them. And ultimately, they will end up deconstructing their faith and ultimately leaving Christianity forever. And so I want to focus on that in just a few minutes. The next one is an unreliable legal system with bias against victims of crime. Number nine, the expansion of public welfare programs. Number 10, the cultivation of a left-wing media, CNN, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. And number 11, the undermining of the family as the basic unit of society. Mm. Black Lives Matter had this in their about about section of what they believe, that they wanted to disrupt the common, you know, core, you know, the, the Western prescribed nuclear family, which, by the way, is the biblical family, one man and one woman in marriage for a lifetime with children reproducing, like the Bible says. They want to dis- get rid of that. They want to disarm that. They want that to be gone because this is the agenda of socialists. This is the agenda of communists. And ultimately, what we see is those 11 things uh, have really been indoctrinated and taught in the schools, and people have been running away from God. They have been running away from the truth, and they have been saying no to God. And, and that's one of the problems that we have in our youth today is they've been indoctrinated with this crap that, that, we, that I just read. Mm, it's true. Well, and, and, you know, this has been the theme of my podcast for going on seven years now yeah. is to encourage people to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. The, the time for us to sort of sit back on the sidelines and just whine and complain about all the things that we don't like in this country is over. And unless and until we start to engage again, unless we know who's running for office, every single person on the ballot has a worldview behind that name and something that they would like to see. Uh, implemented here in the United States of America. And for a long, long time in our schools, we've had uh, educators who are really activists disguised as educators coming into our schools and indoctrinating our children. And it kind of takes it back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, this targeting of our youth. And uh, it's going to take a generation of adults to say, no, we're not going to allow this anymore. We've got to get back to what we know is true and truth is in the crosshairs right now. We see this absolutely every single day. When you saw Gen- Senator Josh Hawley in a discussion with a law professor from the University of California, Berkeley, who refuses to define what a woman is, and she wants to word, you know, she wants to use ridiculous words like cis women to talk about women like me, right? So now I have to have a label. I can't just be a woman. I have to be a cis woman. This is all Marxism, uh, Marxism in the language, because I know that he alone who uh, controls the language controls the narrative, controls the nation. And so it's all very important. You said you wanted to kind of camp out on point number seven. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. So we're back uh, on the show and I'm so excited uh, that you're here today to kind of talk about what's going on with our youth. Before we took a break, you were talking about one particular point of the 11 that you really wanted to focus on. What was that point and why do you think it deserves special recognition? Right. Yeah. Point number seven, it said the emptying of churches by the promotion of secular humanism. And so what we're seeing is people are promoting something that the Bible is very clearly against. Okay. And so one of these ways is through progressive Christianity, progressivism. And I've talked about this so many times on my podcast that people are probably tired of hearing it by now. 
But I talk about it because it's a reality that we are seeing going on today that people are pushing a secular agenda inside of Christianity. And ultimately, it's not Christianity because it's not a real Jesus. And when it, when you have a false Jesus, a fake Jesus, then ultimately that's a fake salvation that you have. And so they're pushing things like the, the LGBTQ community, uh, the, that agenda, and they're pushing things like abortion. And they're saying, well, God didn't really mean what he said, you know, when he said that, or, or it's been mistranslated, you know, scripture has been mistranslated over the years and years. Well, we can look at things time past. Uh, we can see the amount of years that it took from the first, you know, copies of the, the, fir- the original documents of the Old Testament or the New Testament. It's been, it was 50 years or so before the first copy was made. When we see, you know, other historical books like Plato's writings or, or any of those kinds of things, there were way, way, way more than 50 years uh, time span in between when the first one was written and then the first copy was written. So the Bible is 100% reliable. We can see that we can observe that based on, you know, how many manuscripts there are of scripture. We can line them up with each other. It's fine. It's good. Okay. It's the perfect, inerrant, and infallible word of God. Well, and you even see that being attacked in the church right now. So I just did a podcast on this a few weeks ago on the inerrancy of scripture and why it's so important that we stand to that as a doctrine of the church, because as soon as you move away from it, you start cherry picking. Well, I think this is true and this isn't true. And maybe, maybe Jesus wasn't, maybe, uh, maybe the, the creation account wasn't a literal account. So then we start determining as human beings, what we believe uh, to be true about the Bible and what we don't believe to be true. Well, if, if there's a part of it, that's not true, then you might as well throw the whole thing out. So we've got to stand on the inerrancy of scripture. It's something the church has forgotten to focus on or maybe just willfully decided, hey, we're not going to focus on this anymore. Well, that's exactly right. You know, uh, people start to cherry pick and a cherry picking Christianity is not Christianity. It's not Christianity at all. It's just some man-made religion that we see. But ultimately what we're seeing going on, Heidi, is a demonic attack, a spiritual attack. And, And you mentioned it at the beginning of this episode. Um, is that you, you love Pastor Phil's ministry. You know, you you love what, what Pastor Phil is doing. He's written a book, The Weapons of Our Warfare, and he's written another book, Defeating the Enemy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrote the foreword for that book. <laughs> you did, you did. Um, and it's a good foreword. It's a good book. But I have his book, The Weapons of Our Warfare, in front of me. And I also have Weapons of Our Warfare by another friend of mine. His name is Pastor Greg Bach. You may have heard of him. Um but they, they really explain what is going on as a spiritual attack. Many pastors don't talk like this. They don't think like this at all. They just think, oh, well, you know, it's the Democrats, it's the liberals, it's the communist socialists, whatever. Ultimately, it is a spiritual attack that we can see. And, you know, Pastor Phil, yesterday, he was in Daniel chapter 10. And one of the things that he, you know, had us write down is, um, is that there's a chain of command uh, to, of, of angels of varying rank, power, and authority among the angels. And we can see that very clearly in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so what are these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world? Basically, um, in layman's terms, what that means is that there's a demon over the United States of America that is influencing things behind the scenes. It's pulling the strings behind the scenes, like Pastor Phil says. And so uh, Pastor Greg Locke writes it and says, 
We are in a UFC SmackDown battle, spiritually speaking, against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's a lot of opposition. Meanwhile, the people of the liberal socialist persuasion insist things are just going to get better and better and better because the government is just going to keep us safe at home and give us everything we need free of cost to usher in a utopian society. That's what Marxism wants. That's what communism wants, a utopian society that we can never get to. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, the definition of the word utopia is literally a place that doesn't exist. So when we say we're looking for a utopia, we're admitting that we're looking for something we're never going to find because it doesn't exist. Well, Christians will find it when when we pass away into eternity. Uh, when right, we get but to as heaven. long as we're looking for it on this earth, we're not going to find it. That's exactly right. You know, and then Pastor Phil in his book, "The Weapons of Our Warfare," um, says a principality refers to an entire country or region geographically. God has appointed angels to rule over and protect certain nations. Daniel ten refers to Michael the archangel as a prince. He is the godly principality over the nation of Israel. Daniel 12, verse 1 tells us that he is the protector and guardian angel over Israel. Just as God has delegated authority to some of his angels, Satan has also delegated to some of his fallen angels as well. Daniel 10, 13 tells us that there is a demonic prince called the Prince of Kingdom of Persia. And Daniel 10, 20 says there was a demonic prince over Greece. So there are demonic princes that we can see over Greece, over Persia. And just in in those times, in biblical times, in the book of Daniel and Ephesians, there are still those today and they are influencing teenagers across the world because they have been so influenced by, you know, the liberal media or, or, or school systems. And the devil's behind that. Satan is behind that and his demons are behind that. And and what I wanted to come on here and say is that even though it looks bad, even though it looks like we're losing, even though this looks like a losing battle that we're in right now with the way that things are. Another example is, is, you know, there was someone who went to my school for, you know, 10, 12 years. And after, you know, COVID happened, she left my school. She realized, oh, well, I'm no longer a woman. And so she believes that she turned into a they, them or whatever. And now ultimately just a few weeks ago, she discovered she's now Demi Boyflux. Now, Heidi, can you tell me what Demi Boyflux is? Do no, you know what that is? No, no well, idea. I didn't. I didn't either. I had to Google it because that that's weird. It's just yeah. a, a continual progression of evil and evil and evil. Well, and these are made up words. These are made up exactly. words for a made up uh, for a made up persona. We know that they are mm-hmm. male and female because that's how God created us. And as we move farther and farther away from that, we're going to see more and more of this. And you're absolutely right. It's demonic. You and I were talking about this before we started recording today, that Ephesians chapter six, which you just read from, reminds us that we are not facing a carnal adversary, that this is a spiritual battle that we are in and spiritual battles require spiritual weapons. So as you look out over the landscape and you see what's coming up with our young people in particular, uh, how do parents, I think this is a great place to sort of uh, end this day in the last few minutes that we have, but just talking about uh, really arming our generation, this generation of young people with spiritual battles, because we keep sending or spiritual weapons, because we keep sending people to the front lines of a spiritual battle, they can't wield a spiritual weapon. And then we wonder why we're losing. Well, that's why. Well, I'll start out by saying this there, even though it looks bad, there is hope, you know? So I, 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 um, I just got back home from a a Christian camp fellowship of Christian athletes. I was in Pella, Iowa for a week. There were about 300 kids from, you know, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, all across the United States. And they were just worshiping Jesus together. And, And 
people were getting healed, people were getting saved, um, people were getting baptized, redeemed from their sin, their shame, their blame. So there is hope because there are many, 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 many teenagers that I have seen with my own eyes give their life to Christ and turn away from their wicked ways. And so there's hope for that. Next week, I'm going to another church camp through Abundant Life, and there's going to be three or 400 kids that are going to be worshiping Jesus together. Obviously, not all of them are going to be Christians. That's that's a given. But there are many teenagers who are giving their life to Christ just recently that I have seen, and it's going to continue to happen. So I just wanted to give you guys that hope. Second of all, Jesus does not lose. You know, whatever is going on in this world today, ultimately, it's God's plan you know, for, for the future. He knows what's going to happen. He's not up in heaven saying, oh my gosh, what yeah, is going on right, with this right. person? Right, right, no, right. He knows what's going <laughs> to happen and his will will be done. He will still be victorious. He will still ride down from heaven on a white horse with a flaming sword and he will destroy the devil and he will destroy all of this evil that we can see before our eyes. Jesus is victorious. That's my second thing. Number third, number three, get involved. If you're a parent, you know, I mean, I think, I think you talk about this quite, quite often is get involved with the local school boards. You know, I, I believe that it's come to the point where our country can't be saved. If it can be saved, it can't be saved from the national level anymore. I think that's too far gone, but it can be saved from the local and the state levels. And, you know, that's why I like people like Dr. Mark Sherwood, who ran for governor of Oklahoma. Unfortunately, he lost his election. Um, when he should have won, he was the only fit candidate for that because he's the only, you know, good Christian man with integrity who was running. But people like Dr. Sherwood, people like Carrie Lake in Arizona, we need more people like that to get involved and run for, you know, governor or state Senate or state house or for the school board, you know, go run for school board. There's, there were two seats that were flipped in the Lee Summit school board, I believe. Yes. I heard about that. I talked to Phil about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So, yeah. That, that's the thing that that's the thing that we need parents getting involved to fight for our children. And then if you're a child listening to this, if you're around my age, 16, 17, 18, you know that, you know, start a podcast, start talking to people about your, about your faith. Um, Daniel chapter 10 talks about how Daniel was, you know, discouraged and um, but an angel of the Lord came to him and he, then he had the courage. Well, we don't have an angel of the Lord, you know, coming to us and appearing to us really ever um, if you do, then, you know, that you're lucky. Um, <laughs> but we do have the Holy Spirit inside of us. If, so if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, you're my age and you're discouraged about what's going on around you, you have the Holy Spirit encouraging you inside of you and empowering you to go spread the gospel throughout, you know, your 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 school, your neighborhood, this country, other countries. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Heidi, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, listener. Go you know, use the power that the, the Holy Spirit has given you and go and promote the gospel and the kingdom of God right. and his authority and, and what he has done for us on the cross of Calvary to forgive us of our sins. Yeah, and that's right. And and you recognize who you are and who Christ is and you put those mm. things in perspective. And then Paul's admonition to young Timothy to say, hey, Timothy, you know, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Is it a, is it a scary world out there? Absolutely. But God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind that comes through understanding God's word, through walking with the Lord, uh, through letting your mind dwell on things that are good, which is why I love the books you're, uh, you're pointing out today. You know, I love the ministry of, uh, of Pastor Phil. He's a dear friend of mine. 
Nikki and Krista both, but there's good things happening. And I think what you're saying is people need to be encouraged and it's easy for us to focus on the negatives. It's easy for us to say, hey, you know, this generation of kids is just up against it. But God is doing something. He's raising up a generation of young people and parents who are going to stand in the gap. And I think it's an exciting time to be a Christian. You have a podcast, Alex. Where can people find you? So my podcast is A Stonewall's Perspective, you know, um, so you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube for a short time. I'll probably be banned sometime (laughs) soon because they don't like the things that I say. Um, But really anywhere that you'll find a podcast, you'll find mine. Uh, Like I said, it's called A Stonewall's Perspective. And that's three words. Um, and so, yeah, just right on, on social media. My my Instagram is Alex underscore Stone 121. Twitter, A underscore Stonewall. Getter, A underscore Stonewall. Truth Social, A underscore Stonewall. Um, and so I, I just love to hear from you guys. My email is askastone1 at gmail.com if you want to email me um, anything. So, well, I wish yeah. you all the best. Alex, as you continue to be an influencer for the Lord in this generation, God's calling the young people to the front lines of this battle, and you have been uh, demonstrating what it looks like to lead from that position. So thank you so much for doing that. Come back on again. Keep us posted on how things are going. Thanks for your encouragement today. Heidi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm really blessed to be on this. Thank you. You're very welcome. For more information on Alex Stone's podcast, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the show notes. As always, I will link back to that in the show notes today. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.